my companion, my four-legged confidant. Welcome to an episode of Confidently and Scared Podcast, where I'm absolutely sure we don't know everything. And oh my gosh, you confidants, you might be like just totally confused and like, what is the title of this episode with dogs? Like, haven't we been doing breakup content? Haven't we been doing drama content? All that stuff. But you guys... This episode might be one of the more dramatic episodes that's ever happened on Confidently Insecure because when I heard about what we feed our dogs, especially becoming a recent dog owner, my jaw hit the floor and I became very good friends with our two guests that are here with us this week to talk about dog food, which are my new besties, Heather and Natalie from Just Food for Dogs. <laughs> Natalie is the adoption project manager, and Heather is the senior manager of custom support. And they are both actually very integral to my daily life because they are the entire reason why, A, Hippo was able to be ad- um, escaped from the shelter. He was able to be <laughs> saved from the shelter. And also why he is able to eat food every day. Welcome to the podcast, Heather and Natalie from Just Food for Dogs. Thank you, Kelsey. It's great to be here. Yay! We're so excited. I have a little clapping sound effect that I've been trying to use. So there it is. Um, okay, so you guys are both my friends and specifically came into my life at such a crazy time. Natalie, you and I connected, I think, over social media. Yeah, And yeah. you saw that hippo um, was in the shelter. I was trying to foster him. You guys helped... Uh, you had friends and people in your lives that helped donate to get him out and into my little greasy fingers. And then once I had him as a foster, you guys reached out to the rescue and were like, we will absolutely feed this dog for life, yes. like whatever he needs. And then when I adopted him, I was like, oh my gosh, it was so great to like work with you guys. And you were like, no, 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 Kelsey. When I said for life, I meant for life. It's and not so, where it ends. That's yeah. not how Just Food for Dogs works. No, baby. It's Just Food for Dogs for life. So when we jumped on a call to kind of talk about what Just Food for Dogs does and what the Adoptions Project does, I was, I mean, you guys remember, I was shocked when we first talked about dog food. Like, I was not prepared for the conversation about dog food and how important quality and grade food that goes into our dogs' mouths and bodies and brains and existence. So... Can we start with some of the things that you guys told me the very first time we chatted on like our first hour and a half call about why is kibble not so great and how are we all being duped into buying kibble? Well, I, I think the the first part that's important to, to talk about is kind of the history and how we got here, how there we, we got. got to this point with pet food, mm-hmm. um, because I know we all want to think kibble was created because it was specifically formulated for the well-being of our dogs, but that's really not what oh. happened. Oh. Um, not at all. That's just what they want you to believe. Um, but prior <laughs> to 1860, um, dogs just ate whatever we ate. Whatever you were making for yourself, for your family, that's what was given to your pets. And it was kind of commonly known as just like a dog stew. Whatever you had, you saved a little bit and gave it to your dog. No, we didn't. We did. And then in 1860, there was some guy, James Pratt. He was just a businessman wandering around the UK. He was from Ohio, and he saw sailors there feeding dogs with what they would eat on the ships. It was called a hardtack. And it was like a basic wheat biscuit with like beetroot and stuff in it. 
and they were feeding it to dogs and he had the brilliant idea oh my gosh i could i should turn this into a business why don't i just make these and then sell them to people and then what ended up happening is the wealthier americans continued to buy these for like show dogs it was the premier food for show dogs and it became this great elite thing and then it kind of just continued from from there um other com- competitors popped up like your popular milk bone happened shortly mm. after and that was what people fed their dogs and that was considered like a meal it wasn't a treat at the time those were full <laughs> meals but then once we hit you know the war a uh, world war ii everything changed because we were feeding dogs real food mm-hmm. it was being canned it was being fed to our dogs but it was still food once the war happened metals had to be rationed pet food was considered non-essential by the government and so suddenly all of these yeah. new companies that had popped up who were feeding our pets had to figure out a way to keep selling their product because they couldn't can it so they had to come up with ways to dehydrate it process oh it my um God. and that's how we kind of got to where we are and suddenly your dog's food was coming in boxes and bags when it used to be in a can <gasps> this yeah. is yeah it's all- crazy this is all and, the government's fault, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> well, you know yeah. what? It really and it is it is also a trend factor, right? So yeah. the the wealthy wanted these biscuits for their show dogs, so everybody wanted to be like them, and they emulated that, and that's so common what we experience today, right? And that's so important. That's why we're having this conversation to put that education out there to help mm-hmm. dogs get healthier. You know, and, this and is cats, dogs and oh, cats. Oh, and, ca- and cats, that's right. And, and yep. this is why I was so interested in having this conversation because you don't even really need to be a dog owner to have this information be important to you. Like, we just got a whole history lesson about <laughs> dog food that I bet you guys have never heard before. So tell me what started to happen to the quality of the food when it got trendy, when it got dehydrated, when we started selling yeah. it in bags and boxes instead of metal yeah, sure. straight I mean, off the dinner plate. <laughs> right? around the time all this was happening this is also when the first processed foods for humans hit the market Ah. was during the war so suddenly spam being one of the first uh, was a common product used in homes and when you think about the war prior to the war women didn't really go to work they were at home they were the homemakers and they were the ones preparing scraps for our pets right but as soon as the war hit all of a sudden women are going to work full-time creating weapons and like all of this stuff so um (laughs) if they're not home cooking there's no scraps for your pets right Uh so all of a sudden there weren't options at home processed foods were hitting the market for people and that started to bleed into pet food and then post-war um the gi bill hit uh there was suddenly an economic boom people were buying homes they suddenly had education opportunities they didn't have before and our little corner markets turned into supermarkets and supermarkets are flooding the shelves with processed foods and canned foods and all of these things that were discovered during the war and then those deli counters and fast food um chains are popping up suddenly there's more waste there's more byproducts and we need a place to send all those right Ah. we can only make so much fertilizer so suddenly pet food companies are like oh wait this is great we'll just recycle what we aren't using into Ah. something else and that's kind of where that started yeah and on top of that too that quality of the food that we were they're using for fertilizer we wouldn't eat it right Mm -hmm. and so we believe that we want to feed our dogs all the things that we actually can eat too and nothing less, right? They're family to us. 
Absolutely. I mean, Hippo, I birthed Hippo. He came out of my vagina. <laughs> you did. He's my son. Yes. He's asleep. <laughs> Otherwise, he'd be in this episode with me. Um, so, like, talking about, I remember, like, what, so much that we don't know about our dog's food because these companies are all kind of owned by, like, you know, every business is owned and operated by, like, four major businesses. So there is this sort of mm-hmm. trickle-down effect where, oh, if the supermarket that I own isn't using these scraps, then I'm going to put the scraps into this dog food company that I own, but then you blow that up to, like, a major global scale. Can you talk a little bit about, like, the behind-the-scenes connections of these companies that we don't know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 funny because it's a great business model, but <laughs> yeah. it is not beneficial to your, your pet's health. One mm. great representation of this is um, in the 1950s, um, no, 1970s, sorry. It was Colgate Palm Olive Bot Hills, which was a smaller company at the time. And they decided, hey, we had such great success with marketing our toothpaste through through dentists because people ah. trust their dentists, right? Why don't we start marketing our pet food through veterinarians oh and make it this God. like special thing and mm-hmm. people trust their veterinarians. So all of a sudden they're like, this is great. We'll just let veterinarians do the marketing for us. And it blew up and suddenly Hills was this big name in the pet food industry when it wasn't before. I it's literally crazy. use Hills. Like I was using yeah. Hills to out myself before. I mean, we know that they're, you know, the veterinary prescription, whatever. We'll yeah. get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. So we, that's, that is quite, that is quite a scam. I didn't even realize that. Of course, I'm buying the food that my vet tells me to. Why am I not doing my own research? Why am I not? Now I see why there are people out there who don't brush their teeth at all and claim that it's like super healthy because <laughs> they're like, your body takes care of itself. No, I won't go that far. I won't go that far. So, so we start getting scammed essentially. And we are getting further and further away from knowing what's actually going into our dog's food. Exactly. We're, we're suddenly yeah. just blanketly like trusting yes. what's being what's being sold to us. And, and that's where there kind of became a problem is people weren't well, necessarily thinking for themselves anymore. But we, we trust our vets. I mean, yeah. we need to, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we and, should. And we should. We should. We should be and able to. That's yeah. something that, you know, we'll get to it. But, yeah, you know. So with the, with the, with you know, the blinders kind of starting to go over our eyes as Americans and the ease of just being able to get this mm-hmm. kind of kibble becomes more accessible, what starts happening to kind of the quality of the food? I don't know. Heather, you want to take this one? <laughs> yeah, I'll take this one. So... Well, I mean, if you can call it that, I don't even think we could call it yeah. at that human point, grade, right? Right? Yeah. Oh, it's not. And so remember earlier when Natalie was saying about how, you know, we wanted these biscuits because the wealthier people were feeding their show dogs and they're like, everyone wanted to be like that. But what people didn't realize is what those ingredients were including. And it wasn't just meat meal, which is a form of processed meat that actually goes further. So they burn the meat basically down to a powder. They call it meal and they can actually get more volume. So it was all a business model about getting more out of that, getting more bang for your buck basically. And so what the quality turned out to be is called feed grade. 
And back, I believe, in 1909, there was an, um, it was a private company called AFCO, the American Association's uh, Officials of Pet Food Industry. And they actually were regulating pet food back in the day. Okay, long story short, today they are reputable for many reasons. They don't regulate anymore, but they do have this thing called the official publication or the OP. And anyone can access it. It shows you what's allowed in pet food. And the ingredients that are allowed are atrocious. Uh, First of all, it gets worse though, you guys, it gets worse. So, so they actually considered, they categorized dogs and cats as feed grade animals, feed grade animals, meaning they're getting ready to, you know, to be slaughtered for food Mm -hmm. consumption. And we certainly do not consider our dogs and cats that at all Mm -hmm. ever in America. They are Mm -hmm. our families. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're even more than family to us, right? Mm -hmm. In that sense. So, you know, this food that they call feed grade is um, really, uh, uh, it's a front for something that means it includes toxins, especially mycotoxins. Mm -hmm. It can include atrocious things like dried poultry waste or dried bird poop basically. Um, It can include things called hemicellulose extract, which is such a scientific term, but all that means is sawdust. And that is considered to be fiber, which is considered to be okay for feed great animals. So the reason why I said earlier, Kelsey, that if you can call the commercial pet food that we have today food is because we don't really know what's in it. So here we have, we have feed grade food that's put into commercial pet food. And there are people like all of us here just kind of scratching our head. Like, why am I feeding this dog, my dog, this kibble? We're always on that search for the best kibble, the best raw, the best everything. And, you know, the story will open up, you know, after that to whole food and how we came to be. And I just want to reiterate, like the, what feed grade means is that it's the food that's acceptable enough for the animals that we eat as human as food right so cows chickens those those animals that that need feed literally that need feed so that we can then feed upon them so we're feeding our dogs the same food that not that chickens and cows deserve any less i mean that's why you're seeing all these free range and fed the best diet type of like oh we have ethics now and we're Mm -hmm. like breeding our meat but we're feeding our dogs and cats the same grade of food that we're giving to animals that are literally a business of yeah and and those animals that we're feeding that are for our consumption we're obviously not feeding them for health for like longevity no we're feeding them they are going to die business yeah exactly exactly beef them up you know beef them and then also another thing kelsey to add to what you were saying about like the quality So the biggest difference, if people, if our audience wants to understand, what's the difference between feed-grade food and then human-grade food, or what the industry, the human industry calls is food-grade. The biggest difference is that feed-grade is not safe for human consumption, and it has actually been rejected from the human food chain. So we cannot, I mean, on labels, you will see sometimes on pet food labels, it will say in very small print, wash your hands after handling, or it may say not safe for human consumption wash your hands after handling in very small print. Well, what does that tell you? That begs the question as to what am I giving my dog or my cat? My goodness. 
Human-grade yeah. food is, of course, highly regulated by the USDA and the FDA. And um, at that point, every single time it's transported, mm -hmm. it is with care, either refrigerated or frozen. And mm -hmm. it is very mindfully handled, whereas feed-grade food, you know those, you'll be on the freeway, mm -hmm. and you see those big trucks with the tarp slumped over, mm -hmm. and you'll see, like, what's in that? Well, oftentimes, <laughs> those big trucks with those tarps with no refrigeration, those are the feed-grade foods that are oh going to God. the kibble factories and all that stuff being ready to be processed. I it's a big like, deal. Like I said, you guys, when I when I first talked to Heather and Natalie, like this was they basically gave me the whole podcast episode the first time we talked. Like my jaw just <laughs> kept hitting the floor. I couldn't believe it. And I started to feel a little guilty because when I was twenty when I got my two cats, right, I, I'm just such a softie. I couldn't let them go. You know, they were they were at a high kill shelter and I didn't have a lot of money. And so my thing was like I just need to get them food and, and like whatever's vet approved and what's in the grocery store, which ended up, you know, whatever I'll name drop. I don't care. Like friskies or meow mix or whatever. We're commercialized to high heaven. You know, we see the cat commercials and boy, do I look at those differently. I don't see a lot of commercials now, but I judge the shit out of them when I see them <laughs> where it's like the cats look so happy and healthy and their skin and fur is so soft. And I'm like, that is the definition of Hollywooding up a cat or a dog for a commercial, you know, where they put it, it in a, it is, in a gorgeous the thing little is, crystal bowl. <laughs> you also, one thing, you should never feel guilty for what you didn't know. For hey, what you didn't there you know. Go. You're right. Like, you're right. We have pet owners all over who love their pets to the mm. moon and back, would die, would yes. kill for their pets who are doing what they know and what exactly. they truly believe is right. And that's always important to remember. It's important to remember that even now, I mean, we spoke about Hills. I am in no way saying that the people who work no. at Hills are evil or no. have bad intentions or anything right. like that. We're talking about the inception, how this mm -hmm. originally came to be and what the intentions were behind it. And, and once they you weren't hear the it, most you honest. can't hear it. That's what, that's like no. where I keep going back to is like once yeah. you hear it, if you then keep choosing to kind of feed your animal who's got these health problems, that's got, you know, these teeth problems. I mean, I, I would I would love if one of you guys mentioned the fact about the sugar because when I was trying to switch my cat off of their kibble to mm -hmm. just food for dogs slash cats, you guys told me a very interesting fact about kibble that I could not believe. Oh, I'll take this one. Okay, yeah. so let's, let, let's talk. Oh, it makes me so sad. I, honestly, I, I get really emotional about this. So, oh. all right, you guys. So... I am a big believer of educating knowledge is power. I mean, it's cliche, but it's true. Let's just yeah. face it, right? And so the more I learned about what was allowed in the commercial pet food, the more it actually really hit me hard. And I felt this insatiable need to share this message. And I was, a, by the way, I was a customer before I joined the team here at Just Food for Dogs. And uh -huh. I became like my own proclaimed brand ambassador because I couldn't help myself. I uh -huh. felt like if I didn't share this with my friends and family and everybody I met, yes. that I was doing a disservice to humankind yes. almost, yes. you know? And so, so let's talk more about cats and what you were alluding to, Kelsey, is that cats, by the way, a little, little lesson here, they're um, obligate carnivores. And what does an obligate carnivore mean? It means that cats are genetically predisposed to needing to eat mostly protein that they turn that into energy and then they thrive right <laughs> so when you think about what a cat will hunt on its own outside they hunt mice or birds and things like that 
almost pure protein. Now, those animals do eat a little bit of grain, right? But it's so minute that cats are considered to be obligate carnivores for many reasons, okay? So when you look at commercial cat food and you look at the ingredients in there, there's sugar, there's carbohydrates. It literally is addicting our cats to this food. So they are basically addicted to this food they need more just like you know i mean i love sugar i love mm -hmm. sweets mm -hmm. we become addicted to sugar you know yeah. there are so many mm -hmm. sugar addicts in the world right Me. um and yeah i'm one of them that's for yeah. sure you know and it's a powerful hold yes. that that substance has and you think about a cat you know they're like you know kind of feral in the in and of themselves even if they are domesticated and so they want to eat that kibble so it's really hard to break that habit because they're mm -hmm. addicted to it and Sad, it, it was it was definitely a wake up call for me being like, oh my gosh, again, I didn't realize, I thought, hey, I'm gonna put this just food for dogs slash cats right in front of him and he's gonna be like, oh my God, salmon, I love salmon. But he was so confused yeah. because he had been addicted to sugar, AKA this kibble. And let me tell you, my cats do not have the nicest teeth or the nicest breath. And I just thought it was old age. They're, those my sweet boys, they're 12. But now I'm like, wow, what I've been putting in their bodies for so long because of what I knew and what I thought was correct has shaped their health. So kind of switching over to what Just Food for Dogs is, what is it about what you guys, first of all, like what you guys are doing with like the Peppa <laughs> Adoption Project and things like that, but what you guys are doing as a company as a whole your 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 motto and your slogan about them living longer is not like a cutesy little marketing tactic it's no. like literally science backed so tell me about it and and I know Natalie and I both want to simultaneously jump in here because we're both like, yes, because we, yes. you guys, everything at Just Food for Dogs, it's a movement. It is yeah. a movement. It's not just, oh yeah, this is just like this food company. No, we are a group of people who give a damn. We care. And we do this because it fills our bucket. You know, it's our indelible footprint that we'll be leaving on this earth. It's our legacy, so to speak. Right. And I'm not being corny. I'm being totally no, serious. I know. With that said, it's. If you ask somebody the question, like, what is Just Food for Dogs? Natalie, what is Just Food for Dogs? What is it? <laughs> just Food for Dogs is, I mean, I like to say it's simplicity. It's going back to what we used to do. It's all whole human-grade real foods, and we feed that with the goal of providing dogs and cats with more life, more years, and more love. We want them to be around longer and have more fulfilled, healthy lives, and we can do that through nutrition or we can at least support that through nutrition and going back to basics and feeding mm -hmm. real food yeah and and you know yeah. um kelsey if you were to ever like you know if your listens if your listeners take one thing away from this okay the reason why we exist as a company what what feeds us what fuels us is one simple statement we are here to get dogs and cats as healthy as they can be no matter what health issue they're facing no matter what age they are and doesn't matter what they look like, doesn't matter what show status they have or adoption status they have, every dog and cat deserves the opportunity to eat the best food that's going to help them thrive. And we want them around as long as we can, they can be, right? Because they yeah. bring so much unconditional love and substance yeah. to our lives. So we are here to get dogs yeah. and cats healthier. We will never cut corners. What, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. It means that we will always use food that we will eat ourselves. So it's human-grade food. We will always be vet-centric. We have a team of veterinarians that yes, work for our company that actually pilot everything we do from our supplements to our snacks to our food, all right? Mm -hmm. And what that means also 
is that we do our own clinical research. Just like those big pharmaceutical companies are researching their drugs, we actually have proven and published clinical data. Now, I know what you're thinking, Kelsey, when did you become obsessed with cowboy boots. Well, did you forget that I was raised in Florida? Are you forgetting I'm a little country girl by heart? I even wore my Tacovas recently when I went on a ski trip with my family to Colorado. I wore my white Tacovas when I went to the Taylor Swift concert. And if you didn't think you would need cowboy boots anytime soon, uh, might I remind you that Beyonce just dropped her little country album and you're going to need some Tacovas. Tacovas is my favorite boot brand and they're bringing a fresh perspective to hair boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. And Tacova's is Western to their core, offering a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples, trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it, and they'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to one of their stores, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. In reputable veterinary journals that shows that our food is healthy, that it helps boost the immune system, and a lot of other things too. So we are actually very well respected by the veterinarian community throughout the United States because we are speaking the language mm-hmm. of veterinarians, which is research. They want to mm-hmm. see the research. Mm-hmm. So that is something that makes me feel, you can tell I'm all crazy right now because I'm very <laughs> passionate. We love it. But research speaks to me too because yes. you cannot argue when no. something is statistically significant. Yes. Right? It's not an opinion. Mm-hmm. It actually has been proven. And that's what we are very, very prideful here. Mm-hmm. And we're hardcore mm-hmm. about our research. That's so important, especially in the day of like fake news and, and um, curated yeah. information. Like, like, I, like we've been spending all of these years believing that this X brand is what you feed your animals and having the ability to kind of do your own research, to make your own decisions. And again, once you hear it, you can't go back. So I'd love to hear a little bit about what some of the health issues that pet owners might not think of right off you know right the obvious issues like diarrhea that uh their their dog's food can play on the or cat's food can play on their health well we love talking about poop don't we now we do we do that's one of the one of the first things we we talk about when we're talking with with the pet owners is let's talk about their poop what does it look like give me all the details i want to hear it all and people are always like ashamed to talk to us about i'm like no this is literally giving me a good idea and a good picture of how healthy your pet is right now i mean send me a photo we'll we'll figure it out your camera rolls must be atrocious they're interesting and you guys we even have a study that was published out of the university of illinois uh the private um primary investigator's name is dr kelly swanson he's an amazing researcher and he looks at the microbiome so he looks at poop basically and um you know he is so so adamant about poop and looking at it so in this study real quickly i have to plug this yes, that please. um dogs that were fed just food for dogs beef and potato recipe and the chicken and white rice compared to fresh pet which was also compared to blue buffalo kibble they pooped about 62 percent less 
62% less. So think about it. You're a great Dane that might be pooping this big. Yeah. 62% less might be like that, right? Yeah. A lot yeah. smaller, but <laughs> it's not just the fact that you don't need as big as a, of a poop bag to pick that up. What mean, what that means is that your dogs, when they're eating human grade fresh whole food, their bodies are utilizing mm. the nourishment and actually thriving physically and mentally mm -hmm. because of that great food. So when you're pooping a lot, that means you're eating food that your body's not really utilizing. Same goes for us, right? Mm -hmm. If we're eating a bunch of donuts, we gotta be sure the next day we're gonna be having some big uh -huh. bowel movements, okay? <laughs> big time, yeah. Yeah, when we're talking to pet parents who are, who are first coming to us, a little intrigued about what we do and just food for dogs, what we hear a lot of the time is, my dog has always eaten kibble and all the dogs I've had have always been fine. And the question mm. I like to pose is, have they been fine or ha did you never get to see them at their best? Ooh, that's what mm -hmm. the thought I like to put in there. Have you never seen them with that little more energy with a slightly mm -hmm. shinier coat, smaller poop, like better teeth? Exactly. <laughs> like there, there mm -hmm. are things they just may not have experienced. So what they're used to to them is the norm. And I'm not once again, I never, ever, ever want a pet parent to think that they've done anything wrong no, we by, don't know. by right. doing exactly. And I, I want anyone out there who's interested in just food for dogs or trying something different to know that when you come ask us questions, when you start to research it, when you come into one of our locations, mm -hmm. it's a long-term relationship. It is mm -hmm. not transactional and we're going to help you figure oh, yeah. it out. Oh, so yeah. when you come to me and you tell me your dog has had diarrhea on and off for years and you can't figure it out, I'm going to work with you on it <laughs> and you can text me, you can call me, you can email me and we will continue to figure it out. We are your partners in your pet's health long-term not I short mean, term i can't even tell you like you guys have truly become well i talk about my just food for dogs kitchen in west hollywood that they are like family it's hippo's favorite place to go like i arguably get to see them more than i get to see you guys and like <laughs> hippo runs straight through the door the like i just let go of his leash at this point because he knows exactly where to go he knows the the manager joe he knows where they keep the treats, so he goes directly into like the bottom barrel basket where he knows the treats are. <laughs> they all come out from behind the kitchen. They all come and talk to Hippo. He gets probably a whole bag of treats by the time we're standing there. And I know <laughs> the treats are good, so I, I let him indulge. And also, it looks like meat. And yes, I have tried all the treats myself, <laughs> especially the pumpkin cookie ones. Oh it's my so God, good. Yeah. And I'm not even kidding. Like I was on a call for an hour this morning with one of your um, RV RVTs. Are they called? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. well, it, it's like um, a veterinary technician, registered veterinary technician. There you yes. go. Mm -hmm. And the, she was giving me like very helpful help and and pet advice. I mean, when you go into the custom diets, you're speaking with the one of the vet teams. You're speaking with such a um, customized experience. It's like we can't expect that we're all going to feed humans McDonald's. I mean, I can say these things. Like, we, we're going to feed humans McDonald's every day, and we all eat McDonald's. That's basically what we're doing with our animals. It's like, no, we, if we have custom dietary needs, why wouldn't our pets? And I just, I'm getting all revved up the way you guys are because I believe well, the same thing. Kelsey, I got to jump in there. At least McDonald's is considered to be human grade. Oh. It's actually okay. Dog food isn't. 
You're pet right. commercial dog food isn't. So we really pride ourselves on the fact that we do have our own brick and mortar locations. Like you mentioned, Kelsey, we have our own kitchens. All of our food is made by human hands in small handcrafted batches, just like you do at home in your kitchens. You know, mm-hmm. you chop up some vegetables, sauteed some meat, boil some potatoes, put it together, and you've got a meal for them. And it speaking of delicious. cooking in your kitchens, we can help you do that. Tell <laughs> if us you more. Keep, <laughs> if you want to keep <laughs> cooking at home by yourself, we can support you in that. We have DIY kits, so we can basically give you a recipe, give you a nutrient blend to make sure it's completely nutritionally balanced for your pet. You can go to the grocery store and buy all of the ingredients yourself. You can purchase them all organic if you'd like, and you can cook it at home. And wow. there are um, tutorials and videos online to kind of show you how to do it and what it looks like. It's not difficult. If you have an instant pot, even better. Toss it all in there and you can cook yourself. We're, we're here to meet you wherever you are. If you can't purchase it full time from one of our locations or online, you can cook it yourself. Um, we have bulk options at our kitchens, which is really great. You can buy it fresh. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. And then mm-hmm. portion it out yourself at home with some good savings there. There's lots of options and if this isn't something you feel you can commit to right now cool better some whole foods than none so if they get it once in a while great if you can just replace one treat in your cabinet with something that's human grade do that um there's no shame in that at all and we're here to support you with that and when yep. you, Heather, earlier had said, like, you you guys will never cut corners. It's so true. Because even I've been in the kitchens when, like, I don't know, some very important man from the company was there, like, in a suit. <laughs> and I had said something about, like, you guys have recently been doing the shelf-stable versions of your foods. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, when are you going to get the fish version in? And he was like, no, we, that doesn't work. Because here's why, like, the fish won't work in the box this way until we discover a new ingredient to make it stable and like the packaging would have to and he like sat there and just like talked at me for 20 minutes of the science behind why it does why it's not out Wait, right I, now and i was like i want to say this was richard was it this mi- richard yeah, it, it has to be it must be yeah and i was just like oh shout my out God. to richard right yeah. now. shout out to, shout richard. Out to richard because i was just like oh holy shit okay sorry i asked yeah. but it makes a lot of sense why and so like they they're not kidding like everyone who works works there loves their dogs feeds their dogs just food for dogs and i love natalie what you said about even just swapping out something like the yeah. treats even because you will start to see the difference when your dog and cats do start to have human grade imagine having again mcdonald's for all of your life and then for the first time having like a steak made from like a a happy cow you know you're just like holy shit so it's an honor for me to feed hippo just food for dogs he's absolutely obsessed we use the we use a combination of like the shelf stable depending on if we're out on um adventures for the day like i i bring his little backpack his little just food for dogs backpack and i put it with his little shelf stable uh (laughs) adoption project merch and we go out and we also do the frozen kits um but it looks like real human food which it it's gorgeous every time i see it i mean right now he's eating venison you guys he's eating better than i am eating it's funny. I always think about when I'm feeding my dog. It always makes me think about what did I even prepare for myself for dinner? Like, what, <laughs> I really need to rethink what I what I'm putting in my own body. But that's the other thing is there's such a, a mm-hmm. disconnect I think between 
what we find acceptable for ourselves in our own mm. meals and then what we feed our pets. And as time mm-hmm. has gone on, we've, we've become really focused on our long-term health and fitness mm-hmm. and being better to ourselves, but that isn't translating into what we're doing for our pets. And I'm mm-hmm. hoping that we can start to speed that up and see yeah. the crossover and have people think about their pets' meals the same way they think about their own. Amen. You know, it's sort of like untwist. You know when you get your Christmas lights out and they're all in this big <laughs> bundle and you're yes. like, you know, you're like, my God. So that's kind of how I felt before I switched my dogs to Whole mm-hmm. Food, human-grade Whole Food. Is like I was I had this tang- entanglement of kibble and raw and this and that. And it was like, oh, my God, my head's going to explode. So basically what it is is going back to basics. Mm-hmm. It's just food, hence our name. Just food for dogs. And I, I love to share this. Our name actually is a double entendre on the word just. So it's like just, like justice. Yeah. But it's also, it's just food. It's just ah, food. Nothing I never thought of it that weird way. About it. Isn't that cool? Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Well, I'd love yeah. to hear more too about the adoption project because that's uh, very important. And I know very near and dear to y'all's heart. So can you tell me a little bit about that, what you guys are doing and what we can expect from you in the future? I know you got a lot of exciting things coming up with it. I know. How much time do you have? Because I could talk about this for a very long time. <laughs> right? <laughs> the... the The adoption project overall is like the heart and soul of Just Food for Dogs because Just Food for Dogs was founded because our founder, Sean Buckley, adopted his first dog from a shelter. He adopted Simon, and that is how we were founded was because we wanted to do better for a rescue dog. So it makes sense now that we have a full-fledged department that supports dogs in rescue scenarios. So my department, the adoption project, helps by partnering with different rescues that also believe fresh food is the way to go. And we feed all the dogs in their care, all of them, all the ones on site, all the ones in foster. And then we also send home the adopting pet parents with two weeks worth of food and we do long-term follow-up. We want to, once again, like I said, partner with you long-term. We check in, how is, how is Sparky doing? Is he loving his new home? Has he settled in well? Has the diarrhea subsided from his anxiety? Um, is he digesting everything okay? Like, we're here to help you. And mm. we're, we're hoping that people have such a great experience with that, that they'll continue rescuing, continue feeding just food for dogs, and keep the, the whole mission going. And then through the adoption project, I also handle a lot of sponsorships. And that's kind of how we got hooked up with Hippo. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to I Stand With My Pack. Yeah. Absolutely yes. wonderful organization. Yes. We love them so much. And mm-hmm. they uh, needed help with Hippo, and I wanted to help them. And like, So I reached out. It, I mean, like, when you say help, I mean, like, you guys <laughs> showed out and, like, continue to show out. And you've seen, like, Natalie, you've met him in person a million times. You saw the condition he was in oh, when yeah. I got him. I mean, it he was had, rough skin flaking off like recurrent yeast infections conjunctivitis bacterial his poop talk about scary poop like oh my god and uh, just the difference in the way he looks his coat his energy his temperament i think he might even be smarter now because (laughs) i'd like to think that's also a little bit of like my training and his people skills of course it is you guys have seen i mean talk about like a true testament to what it is all you have to do is look at hippos before 
photos and where he is now. And it's his before photo is one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever seen. I mean, it looks like he's crying. His poor little nose was all cracked. He was red. Like his whole body was red. You could just tell he looked uncomfortable and it just ripped my heart out. So I just reached out to to, uh, the rescue and said, I will feed this dog. Like if we can get him pulled. Which one of my friends donated money to have him Yes, pulled. shout out to I'm your so friend. so happy. Sh- shout out to Chris. Chris, um, what up, what up? Yeah. Chris, we Chris. Got him out of the shelter, and I'm just so happy that we've been able to support him because yeah. he really pulled at my heartstrings, and it, it killed me. And now I'm so happy he's with you, <laughs> which it is so funny to me that you did not know he was, like, your dog the second <laughs> he ended up in your care. Because it was... I knew, but I was in denial because I was like, well, if I do this, then I can't foster anymore, possibly. And then I was like, not true. Not true. true. You're a proud foster failure. We all fail in life, and this is a good one. It's a a good good failure. And I've already had multiple dogs with Hippo multiple times. We're actually going to dog set a dog sunday through wednesday next week so it's like nothing much has changed except for how great and awesome his skin looks (laughs) no it's an honor for us to be able to support him and that's we want to keep doing this through the adoption project we want to keep helping dogs whether it's individual sponsorships for dogs who just need a little extra support Mm. or for full-blown partnerships where we feed everybody um we have some Mm -hmm. really fun merch coming out soon for some of our locations Mm -hmm. some really cute dog shirts and bandanas and treat pouches and if you purchase one of those you're helping fund the feeding of rescue dogs so we're excited and what like a great way to see exactly like where it's going to you know like i'll always donate to rescues and shelters and stuff but to have like a dog's name and face in mind knowing where it's going to Mm -hmm. and uh you know i the the events that just food for dogs puts on you guys are everywhere you guys are constantly like in the philanthropy aspect like you guys mm-hmm. walk the walk and talk the talk. No pun intended with the walking of dogs. But, like, you guys are everywhere. And I'm so proud because there are a lot of choices when, you know, you're feeding um, food to your dogs. But even smaller when you're feeding human-grade food. And so this is by far. And, you know, I've I've been scre- – since I've heard from you guys, I've been screaming to my friends, you know, the, the yeah. audience obviously knows Zach and Lauren, two of my best friends. Their dogs, Moose and Bowie, eat just food for dogs. Like, we are recruiting. It is my yeah. side mission outside of the entertainment business to recruit as many just food for dogs dogs as humanly possible. Um, but I can't believe we are almost out of time because I could literally sit here and talk to you both forever. Tell me anything Seriously. more that you'd love to, to brag about with Just Food for Dogs. What do uh, the audience members, the confidants, need to know about Just Food for Dogs? Heather, I need you to really yeah. really talk about customs right now because that's something that? not all, not all right? companies Let's offer. So, so what is customs? It's exactly what it means. It's something that is 100% tailored to your dog or your cat. And we even feed zoo animals. Like we go above and beyond. We have a, a, an ocelot um, named Mowgli at the oh. Moore Park Zoo in Los Angeles that no we way. actually feed. What? So, yeah, we've done pigs, we've done guinea pigs. We will do custom formulations for any animal, but let me get down to the nitty gritty.
already because we're almost out of time here. So if your dog or cat, you know, um, aren't doing, you know, maybe they're not doing well anymore on our daily recipe, and we have a full line of prescription recipes as well. Let's just say that they are not doing so well on those anymore. Um, or let's just say you just want a custom diet. You don't have to have a sick pet to actually pursue the custom formulation experience. So this is what we do. We actually get a very detailed questionnaire. We have a one-on-one -on -one VIP consultation, which Kelsey, you and I, I had about Leo, right? Yes, we did. Yeah. And so we ask a lot problem. of questions. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Our veterinarians work with your veterinarians and mm -hmm. our, our veterinary formulators come up with a recipe where every single ingredient has a purpose for your mm -hmm. dog's or cat's health. So for instance, if broccoli is going to help your dog or cat in a certain way, that ingredient will be present because of the scientific data that supports mm -hmm. that. So what you end up with in the, in the end is you end up with a recipe that first of all, you know, it is truly custom because mm -hmm. we make it 100% It has their baby. name on it. And it said like Leo's <laughs> They have their name like, on what? it and each package that you receive, yeah, each package you receive is the daily amount that you feed your baby. But the cool thing about it too is Natalie mentioned earlier, Kelsey, is that not only can you buy the food that's cooked by our chefs in our customs kitchen, which is located where we are right now in Irvine, California, but you can also purchase your custom formulation in a DIY and it's very affordable. And like we mentioned earlier, all dogs and cats deserve the opportunity to eat the best food. And and that's why we really pride ourselves on mission-based pricing. And that's the that's what I love to leave my conversation here with is we are on this mission, this movement to help dogs and cats get as healthy as they can be because we love them. And yeah. that's that's the truth. It's simple. And that's what Aww. we do at Customs. If you ever are interested in that, you can always just go on our website, actually sign up for a custom consultation. You might be talking with me or yes. one of my team members. Yeah, and um, and it's just a beautiful thing that we're able to do in the custom side of things. Yeah, Truly, and I, like, I want to give Heather's a big like. Best. Uh, well, yeah, Heather is the best, but I want to give Aww, a big you shout guys are out. The best. Aww. <laughs> I want to give a big shout out to all of our veterinarians out there and veterinary Aww. partners who support what we're doing yeah. because yeah. it's a pretty unique movement that's been mm -hmm. going over the last few years and to completely change um, your your way of thinking with that's contrasting what's traditionally been presented to you is a big deal. Yeah. Um, so for all of the veterinarians and technicians and everybody out there who works at these clinics who really loves Just Food for Dogs, thank you for talking about thank us and, and recommending our product because together we're, we're able to change pets' lives. Yeah, and, and Kelsey, thank you for being oh, you yeah. and for being in so in love with Hippo, your failure, you foster kidding? failure. <laughs> this is such a beautiful, I mean, I just love this. This is what we're all about. Yeah, we're about honestly. connecting in community. And it, if yeah, anybody really listens to this podcast and mm -hmm. is curious about Just Food for Dogs, please find your nearest location on our website, walk in mention this podcast yes. i heard about just food for dogs on the podcast we will give you 20 percent off whoa i Woo. just got chills 20 percent off that's crazy <laughs> Kobe, that's, that's a really good deal i had no idea you were gonna offer that that's no, so kind yeah. of you we want you we want you to try it we want oh, you to test yeah. it out even if it's just treats even if yeah. it's some pantry fresh to top off what you're feeding them some whole food is better than none. So please mm. take advantage of it. Go in and try yeah, it out. Absolutely. And yeah. we're always giving out the promo code on Hippo's Instagram too, or TikTok. Like, you know, we, we live over there, you guys. Also, um, <laughs> definitely check out the social media, Just Food for Dogs, because they're 
always, like I said, throwing events. They're always popping up at so many different events all over. Um, there was also a, a documentary. I think was it on Netflix called Pet Fooled that kind of goes into mm-hmm. the background. Mm-hmm. Of, um, it was really popular that goes into kind of the nitty gritty of the stuff we talked about just with like what exactly. we don't know about going into yeah. our diet. Educate yourselves on it. Um, yeah. But know that the when I'm I'm like not kidding. You guys know I never this wasn't sponsored. This isn't like an ad. I <laughs> genuinely not only believe in what you guys are doing as humans, but like what the product does, because I've seen it mm-hmm. happen before my very eyes. Seen it. And it's, you know, when you care about your dogs that much, like you want the best for them and. Uh, you know, like yep. Natalie said, you can just grab the treats because you'll want to eat them as a human. Those pumpkin ones, like, be careful. Yeah. And, my and if you want that pumpkin, no, seriously, if you want that pumpkin treat recipe and you want to make them at home, let us know. We'll give it to you. See, it's just good people, too. Um, well, thank you, Heather and Natalie, so much. Um, you guys know I'm obsessed with you both because you're my friends and, <laughs> and partners in this mission to make Hippo the best hippo hippopotamus that you could possibly be. And I'm just so grateful for what you guys do and how much you guys love Hippo as well. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh. Absolutely. Confidants, that's it for this week. Don't forget to rate this podcast five stars on iTunes. If you're not going to rate it five stars, please don't rate it at all because I am sensitive. Hey, go follow Just Food for Dogs. There will be some links below, and you can follow a Hippo at Hippo the Baby on Instagram. And we will see you guys next week. Bye-bye.